Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday. And this is our Christmas weekend show talking uh, about the Tampa real estate market. And if you're listening this weekend, when then, man, you're, you're a legit diehard because uh, to be spending an hour with us learning about what's going on in Tampa Bay real estate uh, on the weekend of Christmas is, uh, is, is definitely true commitment. So we appreciate you tuning in and uh, we're going to give you uh, some tips. We're going to talk about what's going on in Tampa uh, as well as um, I think a specific focus on downtown Tampa for our first segment uh, was announced this week that uh, Tampa's new JW Marriott, the first brand new building opened in Water Street. And it is the first of many buildings that are going to be opening in Water Street as Tampa moves forward with a complete revitalization of its downtown uh, area. And, and I think that this year, uh, obviously, hopefully a few months down the line, we're coming more off of coronavirus, more things start to open up. Um, but uh, it hasn't been bad for real estate in Tampa Bay. More and more people moving here, buying second homes, buying vacation homes, uh, wanting to get away from either the cold uh, the politics or, um, you know, the, how the coronavirus is handled. That's the feedback we're hearing repeatedly from customers that move here, uh, wanting to, uh, you know, kind of start over or forge ahead here in Florida. And so the, the creation of some of these, uh, units downtown is really going to be welcomed because we have a lack of inventory in the market. But, uh, the main purpose of what's going on in water street uh, was was designed well before we knew we were going to have this drastic reduction in inventory, but it was because our downtown trailed, uh, you know, dramatically behind other uh, cities, towns, and areas in terms of its, uh, you know, r- really in terms of its entire makeup, uh, from nightlife to restaurants to experiences, and Water Street is meant to, to take Tampa, you know, to the to the edge, to the top, so to speak of downtowns throughout the country. And and so this first building is is a start of much more. If you drive through downtown, if you drive along 275, you see the massive development happening and that's going to continue. And there's no question it is, uh, Mike, one of the, one of the things we've we've talked about many of them, but one of the things that is shining a bright light on Tampa as we move into 2021. Yeah, for sure. It's super exciting. And, And the more I read about it and see what's going on and the way they're putting it together was very, very thought out. Um, it is, it is going to be, um, just incredible. It's exciting that, uh, we have the JW Marriott opened and, uh, haven't been there yet, but here it's, uh, absolutely incredible and, and, uh, looking forward to the years to come. It certainly is going to revitalize downtown Tampa. Um, and you're right. I mean, it was like we were behind, right? If you went to downtown Tampa compared to some other municipalities and big cities around across the country. And I think this will take us to the top because we just have we have beautiful area. The riverfront's gorgeous. It, it'll be awesome. And I am excited for it. Awesome. And I think the other thing that it does, it, it, you know, you combined with what, you know, we've talked about this a lot. You know, you've got the Toronto Raptors starting yep. uh, up play that had their first game this week. Um, you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning now. Their schedule's come out. It's starting January 13th. Yes. And, and while we know they're not going to have a full house of fans just yet, we expect that they will at some point this season have a full house of fans. Um, and, and I think that with everything happening downtown with the, with the new buildings, with the, uh, I mean, I mean, look, you, you've got celebrities moving on to Davis and Harbor Island. You got yes. Tom Brady living in Derek Jeter's house. You've got, I mean, there's so many things happening in Tampa Bay. It's kind of unprecedented. You know, you've got a Stanley cup final champion team. You've got a runner up world series team. You've got a, 
two years back NBA champion playing in Tampa. Um, you know, all of these things combined with uh, 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 forging ahead of uh, an incredible downtown experience. Uh, and I think right after, you know, the Corona gets over, Tampa is going to keep exploding. And, and it's continued to, despite coronavirus, we've continued to see record sales, record numbers of people moving here. And and everything looks, frankly, sunshine and rainbows for Tampa real estate in 2021. Uh, hopefully it continues that and there's there's no major uh, drawbacks. But but it, it's, a, it's a great thing that's happening. And, and I think... You know, the JW Marriott and, and downtown, uh, you know, just, just walking around there uh, the other day, a couple of Raptors players outside walking around. I mean, just that whole vibe is going to change when you start mixing in um, an environment for athletes to experience our downtown area. Uh, you know, you're, you're just going to bring more and more uh, excitement to an area that's already thriving and growing. But uh, like we've talked about before, we've got a drastic a drastic inventory problem in Tampa Bay. We have way more buyers than we have sellers. We have way more people that want to buy and move into our area than we have people that are uh, ready to uh, sell. And and what that has created is bidding wars and and a lot of frustration on behalf of home buyers. So I, yep. I think home buyers, especially for you know so far all that's been released in terms of the Water Street inventory is 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 frankly luxury high priced uh, units. That's what the JW Marriott is. But there are going to be some rental rental units, some apartment buildings, and some lower priced affordable condos that I think will help provide much needed inventory for Tampa Bay, because let's face it, Mike, I mean, you, you, I know you're dealing with it. I know you guys have people that are approved for loans and can't get a house because they keep losing out on home after home after home. And then finally they give up. And, and that's a, that's a problem that, that, um, you know, can hopefully be solved with, you know, some other developers and builders too, but, but water streets inventory coming on the market. Yeah, I mean, we certainly have a whole bunch of buyers that are, you know, counting with their second hand on how many offers they have submitted or, or, or lost out on and, and everything else. And it is extremely competitive um, when a property is, is priced right and in certain, certain price ranges where it is, it is just overly um, aggressive and, and whatnot. And it's, you just hear all this, all these crazy things of how much, you know, demand there is. And so um, we do have buyers and more inventory will be a very welcome sign. Um, but like you said, everything is sunshine and rainbows at uh, in Tampa right now. Um, and, you know, it continues to be an increasing uh, demand. And I think that's going to that's going to continue into the foreseeable future. I think a lot of uh, analysts are predicting, you know, another, you know, eight to 12 percent increase in year over year home sales in, in the Tampa St. Pete metro area. I think that that that's going to be true. I, I think there's no question you're going to see uh, an increase in price as well. We continue to see appreciation. We we've eclipsed for the first time uh, in my real estate career. Uh, even in the peak of our market, we've never had an average sale price in Tampa go over 300,000. And we've had that at the end of the year, we've, we've seen that happen. So, you know, we we're seeing the highest prices we've ever seen, but we're also seeing considerable appreciation. And, and I think that same eight to 12% appreciation is, is very realistic for, um, you know, next year. And it's something that, you know, w when, when we look at our market, we know it's being driven a lot by first time home buyers and people moving here. Uh, but if you're a first time home buyer sitting on the fence and you hear all this data about 
prices are going to rise eight to twelve percent. Uh, you know, all, all these great things happening. I, I just have to wonder why you're still sitting on the fence because they're, they're, you know, you're basically losing money. You're making somebody else rich. You're giving them that eight to twelve percent, uh, especially when. Um, you know, people will say, well, I want to put, you know, my money somewhere safe and, and real estate has been one of the safest investments for a really long time. Plus you get all the tax benefits. Hopefully those all stick around, but right. we don't, right. we don't know, we don't know that, but, but nonetheless, you get a lot of massive tax benefits from real estate ownership and being a homeowner. So, you know, I, I I'm just amazed with all this great things happening. You know, when I talk to people I know and they say, well, I'm going to rent for another year, I'm going to wait for prices to drop. Well, you're going to wait a lot longer than a year. Yep. And a lot of people get, and we've been talking a lot about it in my world about this, this affordability myth where a lot of people say, oh, well, they're going up too high. No one's going to be able to afford it. But with the drop in interest rates this year, and even with such a high appreciation rate, with the drop of interest rates so precipitous this year, in most you know instances, even though it's gone up seven or 10%, um, appreciation, your payment is still less. So your affordability actually got more um, because the interest rates dropped. And and um, so it, it really is significant. So that isn't, doesn't need to be as big of a concern if that's something you're out there thinking, oh, well, prices are going up. I'm not going to be able to afford things. Because the rates have dropped, it's actually more affordable than it was a year ago when rates were, you know, a point, point and a quarter higher. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, the the, the reality is for buyers that are waiting on the uh, uh, in the in the uh, background or, or or debating whether buying, uh, you know the 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 response that we hear from a lot of them is we believe that prices are going to drop or we believe there's going to be a change in the market and and hey look we never know you never know I mean things right. are unpredictable but real estate is very slow moving um, you know it, I can understand people saying oh I'm gonna the stock market might drop because it can drop in a week. Real estate can't. Real estate takes months and months and months of slow movement to, to make even subtle changes in, in the state of the market. So it's just not a fast-moving market. Uh, you, you don't have foreclosures. You don't have short sales. You don't have depreciation. And the, the contrary to a popular belief, this is not the same thing we were experiencing before. But when the market crashed before, you had a pileup of inventory. You had inventory climbing and climbing and climbing. And to the point where uh, it dwarfed the number of buyers that were out there, and that's when the crash happened. Yes. Uh, this is this is not that. We're we're seeing some similarities in terms of rising prices and low interest rates and home sales, but we've seen the opposite of inventory rising. So uh, unfortunately, the the speculators that are uh, that are that are saying that's going to happen are just fake news because it, it just isn't happening. That the increase in inventory is not happening. Uh, and, and that has to happen before there's any shift in, in, a, in a local real estate market. And while it may happen in other parts of the country, uh, as we've seen since March and coronavirus, what happens in other parts of the country actually benefits us in a lot of ways. More people come here because of affordability, because of um, you know, attractive uh, tax uh, scenarios, uh, because of our climate. Um, you know, there, there's a variety of reasons that people come here that are driven by the negative uh, impact of real estate in other parts of the country. So, again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. We are at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok even. I did a, 
I did a TikTok that's already got like several thousand views. So uh, we've got some people running a TikTok channel because, frankly, I'll record the videos, but (laughs) I I don't have time for more social media. So anyway, we're going to be back uh, with our uh, with our show after a quick break here on 970 WFLA. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market for our Christmas weekend show. Thanks so much for tuning in and staying with us, man. You're a real committed listener if you're tuning in. To our Certainly radio show here it. on uh, on Christmas weekend, we hope you're having a, a very blessed Christmas, enjoying some time with your family, enjoying some time with your family in an area of the country where we're allowed to, which is right. remarkably remarkably uh, uh, appreciated here in Tampa Bay. So let let's talk about uh, tips to buy a home in the first quarter of the year. Uh, a lot of people um, have a New Year's resolution to to buy a home in the yes. new year. And, and they say, you know what, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to we're going to take advantage of the opportunity. It's going to be our New Year's resolution. So gung ho, first part of the year, they're ready to buy a home. There, there are some great things that happen in the in the early part of the year for home buyers because a lot of home buyers aren't paying attention. So if you are a home buyer that's willing to start right up January one, uh, you're going to be well positioned because there there are a lot of home buyers still snoozing, still taking their time off, still catching up after the holidays. Um, you know, and, and, and every year around this time, end of the year, first part of the year, I, I thought I always find a great deal, a great real estate opportunity. So if you're paying attention, those opportunities can come to you at the first part of the year. So, so keep, uh, you know, so, so my recommendation to you, if you are considering buying a home, uh, in the first part of the year is, is keep the pedal to the metal, keep, keep the search going, keep looking, uh, opportunities are abound. There are less buyers out there. Uh, searching uh, at least for a few weeks until uh, things pick up. Um, But another thing I think is really important is, especially now, you've got a little bit of time left before the end of the year. Talk to your mortgage lender and your accountant to make sure uh, that that your your deductions and your write-offs don't block you out of home ownership. Yeah, it's super important to make sure you have and you have all your paperwork up to date. And, you know, in the, the beginning of the year, you know, W2 start coming and everything else. Make sure you're in constant communication um, with your mortgage lender. And we'll help walk you through that if you work with us to to keep you up to date on things. But make sure you get out there. If you haven't gotten pre-approved and you're thinking about, you know, that's going to be my New Year's resolution. I recommend start, you know, now um, get ready, get updated so that when you can um, once you do get pre-approved and you get out there and, and you know, looking at, at homes with, uh, one of the members of the Duncan duo, you're ready to roll when you're, you find the house, that's going to be your, uh, you know, the house for you. And, and I think another thing that people, um, forget to, to think about, um, you, you have a lot of people, a lot of home sellers whose homes maybe didn't sell through the holidays. Yeah. And I think most people during the holidays probably spend more money than they should and more money than they have. And in the early part of the year, maybe they're a little bit more negotiable, uh, to accept, uh, the price that you want because they've got some financial pressures of their own. Um, yes. you know, maybe they've got more bills than they expected and, and, you know, they, they, they want to knock off another bill and, and, and get some of that equity that they have to pay off some of their debt that maybe they shouldn't have taken on during Christmas, but they did. And it's just a reality. We know every year, if you, if you look at the uh, debt to income cycle um, uh, in yeah. January and February, it's always higher because people incur debt at the end of the year, they get attracted to 0% interest on furniture and uh, 0% interest on a car before the end of the year. Yep. And then they, they, they load on a little bit too much debt. So you may be able to get a good deal as a home buyer from someone who's in a financially pressured situation to pay off some of their other debts. 
Yeah, absolutely. We see it every, every year. We get these calls about the and it really it starts happening about the third week of January because that's when the bill cycle come. Right. And they maybe people don't realize how much they spent or, or went through over there. And then the bills start coming about the third week of January. And we get people calling and, you know, panicking and, you know, asking for help and seeing what we can do, whether it's with a refinance or a purchase. Did it screw things up and that sort of thing? So, um, you know, definitely pay attention to, you know, what you're doing and how you're spending. Um, and, you know, just make sure you talk to an expert before you go out there. And, and make any um, any wild decisions on any purchases. So again, I think uh, the key is if you're a home buyer and you're debating whether or not you should, there's no debate. You should be opportunistic. Look for the right opportunity. Look for a great deal, and be encouraged to know that uh, as an experienced you know person that sold thousands of homes and bought hundreds. Uh, this is a time of year when when I'm really paying attention because a lot of people aren't. So I think one other thing important for um, people uh, buying a, a home um, in the new year is you, you can kind of plan what's happening with your taxes. Do you have a refund coming? You know, do right. you have you know you you can have a really clear picture of of you may have a tax refund coming that is the down payment for your yep. you know for your home and and I think that makes a big difference. It's also key because there are uh, tax benefits that could go away. I, I don't think they can make it retro. I think the earliest some of those could potentially go away would be something like 2022, um, but it is it is possible. Uh, so the earlier in the year you buy, the safer you are against any changes to the tax code. Uh, another important step this year is with the change of uh, presidential administration and changes in the in the Senate House, I think, is, uh, is paying attention to what happens with your tax consequences as a homeowner. So something to pay attention to in 2021. Well, anyway, we're going to continue our conversation about the Tampa Bay real estate market after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And, you know, we talked in the first segment of the show about how attractive Tampa Bay has become for the rest of the country. Uh, frankly, the rest of the world, too. They just can't get here right now. <laughs> so, right. you know, I mean, uh, that's just the reality. We can't get Canadians in. We can't get people from Europe into town. Uh, there's a lot of travel restrictions. That hopefully, as uh, the virus starts to be dispersed to more and more people, uh, more and more people have had coronavirus. You start to get herd immunity. And, and my hope is that by spring and early summer, uh, we start to see a lot of things start to go back to normal with with travel. It remains to be seen whether that will happen, but but that's the hope. And so, you know, our market just continues to be a hot housing market heading into 2021. I mean, you know, we winning sports teams, Tom Brady, Mick right. Jagger. I mean, Mick Jagger is right. buying homes in Tampa Bay, bought a home in Lakewood Ranch. So, so look, we, we've just become a, a beacon for Florida and, and a lot of people wanting to move here. So if you're a home seller, it's a prime opportunity to take advantage of that. Now, I mentioned before the break about, hey, there's some home buyers looking for these opportunistic uh, opportunities. And a lot of that is me talking about people whose homes have already been on the market that didn't sell. Now I'm going to talk to a group of people that haven't yet put their home on the market and they're thinking about what should they do. And, and um, unfortunately, a lot of people from up north believe that the housing market is slow in the winter and they should wait till the spring to list their home. And with the market we're dealing with today and in Tampa Bay, nothing could be further from the truth. That, that's actually a bad idea. And let me explain why. First and foremost, uh, we had a considerable re uh, considerable lack of inventory in the spring, the fall, and in the fourth quarter 
in terms of home buyers not being able to find homes. You've got some of them that are desperate out there that are that have lost out on bidding wars. They're willing to pay more than asking price. They they need and want a home. They missed out of having a home for the holidays, and now they just want to get a home. You, so you've got a segment of people out there. You also have a segment of people that are moving here right now because of what's happening with coronavirus and 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 how um, you know there there are areas of the country that are shut down. Uh, by May and June, that may not be the case anymore. You may not have that increased demand from out-of-state people moving into the area. That that potentially goes away if you wait until spring or summer. Um, you know, so home sellers are very well positioned right now with a, an abundance of home buyers, low interest rates, people moving into the area that could go away, and a real estate market that continues and will continue in the first quarter of the year to be fueled by the Super Bowl, uh, our Stanley Cup champion hockey team coming back. Uh, an NBA, an ex NBA champion, Toronto Raptors team playing in Amelie Arena. Uh, I mean, you know, celebrities moving to the area. I mean, the the list goes on and on and on. And so, a lot of that stuff is out of the way and gone uh, by the summer. Uh, and it's really going to drive a lot of people here. And I think interest rates are an important part of it, Mike, because they're they're low, and and we don't know what's going to happen with a new administration. People can predict it. People can say that oh, that the Fed has said that they're going to keep them low, but the reality is a lot can change once there's a new president. We don't know if if interest rates will stay low, and why risk it? Uh, why, why risk waiting until later in the year to buy if uh, your affordability is dramatically impacted by a quarter or a half point shift in interest rates? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, while all the forecasts and all the, the estimates say that they're going to stay lower for longer and, and truly believe that that is going to happen, they they will have momentary blips and timing blips where they may jump up a quarter or a half a point. And if that happened, we would still stay there at historic lows. But that could significantly impact where you're wanting to buy. While they're really low, get in while the getting is good um, and take advantage of that. Because, you know, if if there was ever a year that told us you never know what is going to happen. 2020 was it, right? And I think all of us in our lives, um, you, we just don't, we can't predict the future because no one would have predicted this in 2020 with the with the COVID and the pandemic and all of that sort of stuff. So, you know, take advantage while they're there. And if you are looking to sell, I, it, I don't know that there's ever been a better time where you have so much demand out there and the simple supply demand <laughs> dynamics are, are in your favor because there are a lot of buyers that want to buy homes today. Yeah, and and I think the 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 other side of it uh, is not just the home buyers wanting to buy homes, but being well positioned financially to do so yeah. by, by 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 you know potentially by spring or summer if our prices keep going up and interest rates trickle up a little bit, affordability could zap a portion of the audience out of the market, and all the things that are driving people to Tampa Bay right now start to go away. Now, look, let's face it. There's a lot of not all of the things, but some of the things, you know, the, the coronavirus and, and politics and all this stuff going on that we're hearing feedback from customers because we're polling and asking them. So so a lot of this stuff calms down by then. So so will it be a better time to list your home in the spring or summer of this year? I don't think so. I don't know, but I don't think so. And I think you're rolling the dice with something that that could be a mistake, especially if you not you you know you lock out people out of the market, and and I think that um, while Tampa will continue to be a beacon and continue to be attractive for so many parts of the country, you're going to have a uh, a scenario where 
people are, um, you know, excited about our market, um, but also uh, distracted by other things. So, so here's a, here's one last point I'll make on the whole idea of doing something early in the year as a home seller. We have a lot of people also that are buying second vacation homes here because of the current environment. Well, the current environment right now is more than half the country is locked down and we're not. And, and so it makes us attractive to these people. When that expires, more and more people will say, well, maybe I should also look at this other area for my second or vacation home because they're not locked down any longer either. And, and it'll change a little bit. We actually have a really competitive, unique advantage right now being in Florida that, yes. won't, last, that won't last forever. So home sellers pay attention. It, you know, your, your unique advantages go away when that goes away. And, and also go away when our market um, allows you know, or not just allows our, our, our real estate market across the country provides a shining light on some other areas that, uh, th that are more open, but also, um, interest rates, affordability, all of that comes into play as well. So I think home sellers would be wise to, uh, you know, to not wait, to not, um, you know, to not, um, you know, just not wait, get, get, get on it. Go buy it right now. Don't wait. Go sell it right now. Don't wait. A lot of uncertainty out there in the marketplace. So again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show here on 970 WFLA. I want to speak to a to a, a specific audience next about people that have taken some time off during the holidays. Um, you know, it's something that I did back many many years ago to start the process of getting my real estate license, to start doing research and, and deciding, you know, do I want to start a real estate career? There's a lot of people out there right now that are thinking about getting into real estate in 2021. Um, a lot of them for good reasons, some of them for not great reasons. Um, the market, I think, always welcomes fresh, young, exciting, energetic talent. And I think in this instance, uh, this year, uh, th that's certainly the case. You have more home buyers, you have more homes, you know, being sold. Uh, so that means, you know, agents need, you know, there's more agents needed, uh, the more activity that happens. So, uh, but it's not for everyone. And I think a lot of people make the mistake thinking that they see someone that's successful in real estate. I'll use us as an example. Uh, people think that we're an overnight success when we're a 16 year, 15 year right. <laughs> overnight success. It takes a long time to be successful in real estate. And there's, there's way more people that fail in the first year than stick. So if you are going to get into it, uh, make sure that you have a plan, make sure that you have a way to generate the business. That is the biggest obstacle to being successful in real estate is, is generating the business, providing the leads. You think your friends and family are going to buy all their homes from you. And unfortunately they're not, uh, because they probably know 17 other realtors. So, um, you know, we do a career night, the, uh, second, uh, the second Tuesday of every month. Uh, you can check it out, jointheduo.com. We have our next one coming up in the new year um, on January 12th, it is. Uh, so January 12th, jointheduo.com. It's done uh, remotely via Zoom, so it's it's on video, so you can do it from anywhere. Uh, we educate you on uh, you know what, what it takes to be a real estate agent, what it's like working on our team, the steps you have to go through, uh, the differences and uniqueness of our company. And, and, um, you know, I think that, uh, that's a great opportunity for the right people, but, but it's, uh, tainted for others. It, it looks more attractive than it is. I mean, you know, people look at us, for example, and, uh, I went two years 
before I really started to make an income above the poverty wage. Fortunately, I'd done well in my prior career, so I'd put some money away, but a lot of people get into real estate without that nest egg and six months or a year down the line, and they're bouncing right back out of it because they didn't prepare, have enough money saved, or they didn't join the right company. They went somewhere that promised them you know, sunshine and rainbows and gave them nothing but rain and storm thunderstorms. <laughs> so, um, but Mike, I think you can speak to this too, having worked with, you know, hundreds of agents at your company, kind of the difference and what it'll take for someone to be successful jumping into a real estate career. Yeah. It, it, you know, you do have to go at it and it's, it's, you know, I, I always say, and just kind of in general in life, but consistent behaviors drive consistent results. And it's not something that does happen overnight. It's not all the glam and glorious, um, you know, things that you, you see out there. It, it, it is a lot of hard work and everything else. But when you when you get committed to it and you join the right company to partner with, and it truly is that way when you join your company to partner with and get the opportunities. One of the biggest things that goes, you know, I think sometimes misses just the expertise, right? The camaraderie we talk, we've ta I've talked a lot about your culture within the Duncan duo, but just the amount of just sheer volume of deals you guys do and the experiences you have amongst not just yourself and Angela, but your entire team that's able to share and bounce different ideas um, really gives you a leg up. Well, and I think that's the key to it. I mean, obviously a trading that's, you know, focused on or a, a culture is focused on training, lead generation, advertising, and, and having a great fun culture. But it really does boil down to the generation of the business. Yes. You can be the, there's plenty of people that probably know more about real estate than I do, but they don't know more about marketing. And, and that's really the key. They don't know how to get the people to call them. And, and that's the part about the real estate business. And I think really any business, if you're a business owner out there listening to this, the first step, you can be the smartest AC guy out there. Okay, yes. you can know everything there is to know about AC, but if you can't get people to call you, you don't have a business. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I deal with contractors all the time and I see some of them that advertise all over the radio and, and I meet them and I ask them questions and they, they don't know half the stuff that an AC tech or a roofing contractor or a, or a plumbing contractor might know. But I'll tell you what they do, though. They know how to get people to call them and then they know how to hire the people that know everything else. Yes. And, and I think that's the key to, uh, to any successful business is the generation of the business. And if you don't have that and you get into real estate, you're in for a rude awakening when you find out your friends and family aren't ready to use you to list their home yet because they don't trust that you're going to stick. They don't trust that you're in it for the long haul. And they, they, frankly, they know some, they know and trust someone else with their real estate needs. So again, next, uh, our next career night Jointheduo.com, second Tuesday of every month. Our next one is January 12th. You can sign up on that website again at jointheduo.com. We're going to be back with our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We are everywhere. Come get content about what's going on in real estate, uh, learn about a real estate career. Uh, get great information about buying or selling a, a home, uh, again, at any of our social channels. But I want to talk next about something that I was actually wrong about. Um, yes, I'm admitting it. Uh, several months back, I predicted that Tampa commercial real estate would, would have a major, major struggle uh, compared to other parts of the country. We'd see record foreclosures and all these types of things. And, and I have to say, that really hasn't happened. 
I've actually kept an eye on uh, looking at buying some more commercial space for our title company and continue to see stuff selling fast for great prices, uh, not sitting on the market as long as I thought it would. And of course, you've seen some you've seen a small segment of our commercial real estate sector be impacted, specifically restaurants and bars. Um, those those businesses have been hit the most because they spent months months being restricted, some periods yeah. of time being closed, and then some periods of time limiting the number of customers they can have and having to come up with all new game plans for uh, in-restaurant experiences and, and visitors. So that segment of the market has created some inventory of, of real estate available. But outside of that, realistically, we've not seen massive um, exodus like we thought we'd seen commercial real estate after coronavirus. Most of the businesses in Tampa Bay have, have recovered. You know, uh, uh, Kudos to our governor for keeping things open to allow people to make their own personal choices and allow businesses to, to continue to stay open and earn revenue so that they're not closing down and you know, so, that, so that it doesn't hurt their families even more than has already happened and and I think that uh, you know we're, we're blessed that, that that hasn't happened now can that be this you know that that doesn't mean there hasn't been some challenges in commercial real estate don't get me wrong I'm just saying we didn't see this uh, uh, we did we didn't see a massive exodus like I thought we would um, I, I really thought we would see a, a, a you know, companies selling off their office space because sending people home. And, and I think, again, w could we potentially still? Yes, but, but I thought it would come pretty quick, and it, and it hasn't. So other parts of the country are experiencing it, but our, our commercial real estate market is actually doing very well compared, compared to other parts of the country. Um, we're not seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of buildings sell. We're seeing condo conversions be proposed. We're seeing development continue. But really, the only segment that has seen major impact, uh, you know, has been restaurants and yep. uh, bars. Now, now again, you're always going to see businesses closed. You're always going to see retail businesses closed that maybe weren't well thought out, weren't maintained well, weren't managed well. Um, but, but in reality, that that's always the case. You know, you're always going to see that. Specific to what happened with coronavirus and our changes in the uh, the country this year, um, you, you've got. Um, you know, you've got a scenario where um, it, it hasn't impacted, um, you know, it hasn't had the impact that I thought it would, frankly. I, I really did think our real, our commercial real estate market was going to have a bigger problem than it has had. Yeah, I think if anything, what, what you're seeing is, is some of the properties are just being repurposed, right? So some of the areas that where people did move out or couldn't be, whether it's restaurants or, or whatnot, are being repurposed into different um, you know, types of businesses out there that are going to be more for the the environment and the world that we live in today. Um, that's going to be on there, and I think that's the you know some of those those businesses and in places that are looking for space have taken the opportunity where they thought you know hey maybe it'll be a little bit weaker or whatnot to get in there, and because of that you know it's kind of one moves out, another one kind of moves in, so to speak. Um, and you know it's kept our our business here as well. And frankly, like we've talked about is our economy here and our, you know, our area didn't shut down as much as some of the other places. Yeah. And I, country. and, and I think that, uh, in addition to, um, you know, all of those things, like I said, you, you've always got businesses closing, right? You're, you're always going to have that. But what it did expose in some instances were businesses that were already poorly run prior to COVID. And then COVID was kind of the thing that, that, 
that that kicked it over the over the hump, yep. so to speak. There were plenty of businesses that would have survived, have survived, obviously the majority of which, but there were some businesses that probably were going to go out of business regardless. They were already trending in that direction, and this was kind of the knockout punch that expedited it. But commercial real estate did not take the hit yet, at least, that I thought it would in Tampa Bay. You know, you see businesses in New York where, uh, you know, they've sent everyone home, and, and there's buildings being put on the market and buildings, you know, not selling. And we just don't have that going on here because our, our economy didn't close for as long. Our lockdowns weren't as um, you know, evasive and persistent. We've got plenty of businesses that are open and having their employees work from the office still. And, and, uh, our commercial real estate market is performing better than I thought it was going to, frankly. So, um, you know, again, so that's more good news for Tampa Bay. And, uh, well, anyway, we're going to wrap up the show. We appreciate you tuning in on this, uh, Christmas weekend, man, just so blessed and honored that, that you listened to our show today uh, on Christmas weekend. We thank you so much for tuning in. We thank you for your business and we hope you have a uh, great and happy new year.